You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. This morning we have Jeff Walton with us, and I'm going to introduce him by showing a quick little video, and then we're going to come and have a little interview with Jeff this morning. So a bit different, our Summer of Love takes on different formats. So give your attention to the screen while you, you get an idea what Jeff and Renata are doing in Malawi. everybody, we are the Walton family, Jeff and Renata from Malawi, Africa, where we are serving as director and administrator at VOH. We live in Malawi with our five children, Jasper, Hazel, Daphne, Finley, and Mabel. And we are so excited just to give you a brief update about what's been happening. We've had a lot of exciting developments since the last time we've been together, and we want to tell you about some of them. We have put a wall around the center which is phenomenal. It keeps the goats out, it keeps the grass green, and it meant we have planted over 230 trees. The center is gonna be transformed within five years. We won't even believe how awesome and treed it will be. And you know, recently we had a visitor who described the center to us as driving through this community and things seem so bleak, things seem so full of despair and arriving at VOH is like arriving at a haven in the midst of all of that. And so we just thank God for the ways that he's developing the center. Together we care for almost 400 children now who come on a daily basis to receive education, healthcare, nutrition, and discipleship. And we're looking to add to those numbers this coming fall. And it's gonna be an awesome time just to see these little lives transformed by the gospel, bringing hope to their lives, bringing hope to the situations that they face every day. You are a huge part of what is happening in VOH Malawi, because without your partnership, none of this would be happening. We are here serving because of you, and we are so grateful. We want to thank you, we want to honor you, and we want to bless you for your support, for your prayers, for your love, your kindness, your hospitality, everything that you have done for us here at VOH Malawi and for the Walton family. May God bless you. May God bless you. Thank you. Where are you? I know you're somewhere here. Here he is. His wife, Renata, is over at Calvary Community Church, and she, she's ministering over there. So Jeff, please sit with us. And uh, we're just going to have a little discussion with Jeff this morning in our Summer of Love. Uh, you know, usually it's October when we are focusing on missions a lot, and we will again this October. But uh, Jeff and Renata were here in, in town, and and we arranged for them to come, and I th just thought it'd be a nice uh, day outside under the tent uh, in the warm weather where we'd have a discussion with Jeff, but uh, it's not quite the case uh, with the weather, but we're still with Jeff. And so I wanna begin by, Jeff, asking you a bit of a few questions. I understand that Malawi is one of the most un- What's the word I put? I put uh, uh, rural areas in the world. 82% of the country of Malawi lives in rural areas. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, Malawi is very rural. There are 
three bigger cities, but there will be around a million people, and the country is almost 19 million. So most people live out uh, and are subsistent farming for as a way of life. Yeah. And also, I did some little looking into it. Eight, something like 80, or no, three children of 10 are malnourished. Almost four, 3.7% of the... Uh, yeah. yeah, we see it, uh, we see it every day, and especially uh, when we do our new intake of students. Um, one of the most remarkable transformations we see is when uh, we take a new class of junior kindergartens and bring them into the program. Uh, when in the selection process, they can be, you know, their hair can be orange or it's patchy. They have no energy. Their skin is is uh, it's just not right, and their eyes are even can be yellow and uh, like the whites of their eyes, not the whole thing. Just <laughs> for clarity's sake. And, and they have no energy, like they're literally uh, lethargic. And then about a month after that, they're like any other kid, like full of energy, maybe even a little bit too full. If you have kids, you know what that's like. Uh, but just, it's a complete transformation uh, when they join our feeding program. So that's the Village of Hope. So, okay, let's get down some basics, because how, how did you even get to Malawi? Tell, like, tell me a little bit of your journey. Are you like professionally trained pastoral guy? Are you just you know dreaming of that your whole life long to get over there? Or tell tell me what how did you got there? Yeah, sure. I guess you know being a missionary was something I always wanted to do. I have a journal from grade two that even says that uh, that my mom showed me that I had forgotten about, but she remembered. And so this is a really real testimony of God. Um, uh, answering the desires of your heart. And so I was, uh, I did go to Bible college and, uh, and was trained as a missionary, but then we moved to Barrie here and I was a plumber in this city for almost 10 years. And, uh, and during that season, uh, it was a time of growing and it was on a short-term missions trip to the Dominican Republic with our church, Calvary, uh, where God really spoke to my heart and said like, you know what, you can continue following the Canadian dream, uh, doing plumbing, which I loved it. I worked in Muskoka, cottage plumbing. I absolutely loved it. He said, you can carry on with that and we'll, 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 we'll still do ministry together. Or you can step out in faith and we can do something really cool together. I won't tell you what yet, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you can do that too. And so I, I came home and I talked to my wife, Renata, and I, I shared with her what, what God had spoken to me, and uh, she was like, finally, like, I've been waiting for <laughs> Jesus to talk to you about this, because I've been ready for a while now, and so it was, uh, that was the first step in, uh, in a thousand yeses, you know, it wasn't just one big yes, following Jesus is just, uh, you know, a thousand yeses in one direction, yeah. And so, but you had a family, you had home, you had lots of things going on here. How, was it challenging to make this step of faith? Because we're all required to make steps of faith at some point in time in our life. But you have to implement that too somewhere. How, how difficult was that? Yeah, we did. We just live around, lived around the corner from here on uh, like Arda and Ferndale. And, uh, and yeah, I had a great job, which I loved, which I was good at. And it was a huge step of faith. It was terrifying. We have... <laughs> 
terrifying. We left, <laughs> we left with four children, five and under. You know, so they were five, three, one, and three months when we got on that airplane. And so uh, when I was in the Dominican Republic and I had preached at a service there, and afterwards I was at the altar praying with people and praying myself, and uh, one of the missionaries came up to me and said, like, I feel like God is trying to speak to your heart, and I don't know what's going on, but he gave me this scripture for you. And it was from Mark chapter 5, where, you know, Jesus is with a crowd of people like he usually is. The, the, the woman who was bleeding for many years was there, grabs his garment, and this, this whole situation gets interrupted by someone coming to get Jesus' attention. Uh, Jairus was coming to get, uh, the Roman soldier was coming to get Jesus' attention because his daughter was really sick. And, and all, in all of this chaos, Jesus just turns to him and, and says these five words, can look it up for yourself. Don't be afraid, just believe. Hmm. And uh, and that was that's what God said to me, like the fundraising, school for your kids, safety for your kids and yourself, all of it. Don't be afraid, just believe. You know, the word of God is our strength. And that was like a rhema word to you. 100%. And, and I, I hope that we're all engaged in the Word of God. That's where you hear the Lord speak. And you, you took four kids, your wife, to Malawi. Yeah, and, a, and our dog. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the dog loved that. Yeah. Wow. And so, okay, so you get there. Tell us a little bit about the Village of Hope, because that's where you began ministry. Tell us a bit more of that. Sure. So uh, we arrived in Village of Hope. How long ago was that, by the way? Almost nine years. Okay. Yeah, almost nine years. So it was 2014, and we arrived there. VOH is uh, a ministry to orphan and vulnerable children. And the way we do that is through basically a community center. So we, we uh, are working with the chief in the community where we are. I found land, about just over three acres of land. And we started a pilot project at a local church in there with, with a junior kindergarten and a kindergarten program uh, and just asked the community leaders, will you send us your kids? And, and they were open to it. We went to the Christian pastors, we went to the traditional chiefs, the traditional leaders, and we went to the, the Muslim leaders as well, the imams in the mosque, because Malawi is maybe 25, 30% Muslim. And they all, they all agreed to send their kids. Uh, and so it went so well that we started, uh, we decided to plant this community center there. And we started with just a JK and an SK, but just a couple weeks ago, we finished building our grade seven and eight classroom, wow. which means we have now a full com complete primary school in that community. That's a testimony because there are only two government schools in this community of about 40,000 people with a capacity each of about 700 to 1,000 kids. And so there are so many kids that can't go to school in that community unless their parents can afford to, to pay for them to go. And so we're doing our part in making sure that the most vulnerable have the same opportunities as those who, who have, have some means. So you actually planted this work. You began the work from scratch. This community center in this community, yeah, we did. So we, there was a VOH 
center in a different community in the city uh, that was uh, that was reaching a certain catchment, but the one that's in Kauma, that one we started. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So, be careful, plumbers out there. If you're a plumber, you may be being called in the ministry. Can, what, what do you say about that? Like, we like that's a huge undertaking. Yeah, it's pretty huge. And I, when I think back on it, it really like it was. There was the big moment where Jesus spoke to me specifically through his word. But other than that, it was just so many small yeses in one direction. Like, yes, I'll take this risk. Yes, we'll do this risk. Yes, we'll step out in this way and we'll just wait for you to close the door. And, and I think that's how it works for all of us. Like, you know, yes, I went to Bible college, but at, I'm, in my heart of hearts, I'm a plumber. <laughs> If that's something to brag about, like I'm just a regular guy, right? I love working with my hands and getting dirty. I love hanging out with people and helping them solve their problems. And and you know, God was able to use that. God can use any one of us if we uh, avail ourselves to Him. Yeah. Tell us uh, any any gold stories, spectacular things that come to your mind of some real meaningful moments that God really came through as you're going through the last nine years? Just any, anything in particular that jumps out at you? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, the challenges that we face is, is we're complete, we're fun, we fundraise everything, including our salary, absolutely everything. We have to fundraise that. And, and so, uh, God's faithfulness in that has been like unbelievable. We have never wanted for a single day. We have never not been able to do ministry uh, because of finances. And so, um, you know, there have been there have just been times where where we had that need and somebody comes up and meets it, or a church joins us as a partner, and. Um, so, yeah, I, f I feel like I could probably feel the whole morning telling stories about that. Uh, but what, what I did want to mention was a story about uh, the kids that we work with, if that's okay. Yeah, please. And uh, where we see really God come through for them in their time of need. So this past year we had a, uh, there were some sort of tent services basically in our community and a pastor came from the Lakeshore region up to Lilongwe and uh, was was ministering to the community and at the you know one of the services went late in, in Malawi they often go all night into the morning and when the the pastor's wife she went home with the kids and her husband didn't come home in the morning he was the pastor and, and when some of the board members went to the church to find him they found him uh, badly beaten and dead in the, in the church. And so this, the life of this stable family completely changed in this moment. And this was in October, around October of last year. And uh, this stable family, they had land, they had a farm, they had an active ministry, completely changed. And this uh, Village of Hope is connected to this family through a family that was in, in VOH, so they brought it to our attention. And normally we only bring children in at a certain time of year, but the Holy Spirit really spoke to us to bring uh, these kids into the program. They were in grade one and grade three. 
Their names are Grace and Shamim. Uh, you can pray for them if you want. And we brought them into the program because they had to relocate to Kauma, this ministry family. And the mom was just de devastated by this, absolutely devastated. And she went into a deep, dark depression to the point where she stopped eating, she stopped drinking. And uh, three, three months later, I was at her funeral uh, because she failed to thrive. Mm. And so she left behind these two children who are uh, being cared by their great-grandmother who also has kids from another daughter uh, in our program, all living together in this community and in a pretty hard situation. And so they went from stable to completely unstable, double orphans in the matter of months. And because VOH was there, we were able to offer them the support and give them the stability that, that would have been completely gone without uh, without that support structure, because there really is no support structure for that in Malawi uh, as it is. And so, you know, we every kid has a story. You know, Brene Brown says uh, um, something great, which has just totally gone out of my mind. But <laughs> <laughs> basically, uh, oh yeah, nobody rides for free. And if you listen long enough, everybody has a story that will bring you to your knees. And that's really what we see uh, with every single family has this this deep need for for social things, and so we can help them with those. We can help them with the education. We can help them with the healthcare. We can help them with the with food and nutrition, and we can give them the gospel, which is the ultimate hope that completely transforms the their the them in the present, but their future tra trajectory as well. Like it's got to be filled with challenges, but it's got to have some moments of incredible excitement to see these little children running around happy, smiling, and, you know, do you, do you get excited about what you do still? Oh, yeah. I think hopefully in the video you saw uh, some, a couple of clips of our graduation with the kids just exploding with joy and the, their parents coming up and grabbing them and swinging them around, and it's amazing, you know, so many of, of these kids' parents, they can't read, they can't write. They didn't go to school, or the schooling they had was very inadequate. And so when they see their kids uh, reading, and they see them up there quoting poetry or singing a song, uh, they see them doing a drama presentation for their, for, for their parents, or uh, receiving a, an award for most improved, or, or you know, top marks in, in a class. Like, the joy that comes out in those moments is unbelievable. Like, it's palpable. You can. You're just trying to stuff it in your pockets to take it home with you. Yeah. So, okay, so let's transition again. Coming back to Canada, what's, what's the difference? Like, like, is there any shock in coming here? Like, here we are and all of what we have. Any, any culture challenges? Anything? Yeah, I mean, other than the weather. Uh... <laughs> what, what, what's the average temperature in Malawi? Average temperature is about 23, 24 degrees. Oh, that's pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I thought you were going to say 40. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's all right. Um, yeah, so what, what we notice in Malawi versus here is in Malawi, the, you know, poverty, abject poverty, and all of the things that come with it, all of the social problems that, that are magnified by not having enough, 
it has a stranglehold, like a, a stranglehold on the people, on the country, uh, and on, on, on people's everyday lives. You know, most of our families are looking for daily peace work so that they can buy one meal that they can have that day. You know, and VOH kids are getting two meals often because uh, they're at our center, but at home they're getting one most of the time. And so this just has such a, such a stranglehold on, on, on the people and, uh, and the effort it must take to, to trust God and just believe uh, him to provide for such basic needs that we take for granted is unreal. And so I think that's why their, their services have such, a, have such a sense of the spirit in them because people really are relying on God over there, like absolutely. Um, and so here it's almost the opposite where we're also strangling over here, but it's opulence. It's too much. We've got so much stuff that we can't breathe. And, and that's what's strangling us. That's what's keeping us out of church on Sunday because there are a million other things that we could be doing. That's the thing that keeps us from joining our small group in the middle of the week because there are so many other things we could be doing. That, that there's, there's stuff in between you and me that pushes us apart so that the community that, we, that we're trying to substitute with stuff is, is uh, just doesn't have space to, to be achieved in our lives. And so that's the big difference that I find is that our opulence is strangling us here, whereas there it's, it's the abject uh, poverty that is, that is doing the same thing. So what message would you like to give the Canadian church, our church, forget the Canadian church, what would you tell us? You know, what would you like to see from churches that are support? What, what, anything. I, I mean, you can tell us that we're all terrible people, or whatever, it doesn't matter, what, whatever. What, what do you, I know you're not going to say that, because we're not. But what would you honestly like to say to the Canadian church, if you could? And we're going to love you after it. Yeah, I would say do less stuff, do more each other, and don't be afraid, just believe. That's good. That's nice. So anything next for Village of Hope? He says VOH, so when you hear him say that, that means Village of Hope. I always love it when people give you acrostics and stuff like that, and you have no idea what they're talking about. But VOH is Village of Hope, and, and yeah. tell us what's next for them and, and, how yeah. we, and how we can pray for you. Sure. Yeah, so now that we've completed our, our primary school, we're looking to the future for secondary school. Our oldest students are just graduating from grade six. So we've got two years, they'll go into grade seven, the building's already built and ready to go. Uh, so we're starting to plan what to do for them for secondary school. And so we just want God's direction about um, the way forward for that, how we can best serve their secondary school needs. And I have a, I have a dream about, a big dream about that and uh, I would, you know, secondary school is available in Malawi, but what's not available is all the extra secondary school stuff that we get to do, you know, over here, like 
cool art programs or shop classes or proper science labs and uh, and a lot of the the arts are just not available in secondary schools it's very much just like the basics and so we have the opportunity either to provide a basic secondary school which would very much meet the need that we have or to partner with a community uh, secondary school and build uh, a secondary school that would provide them with uh, with skills training, with alternative uh, activities like band or art or shop or um, I would love to have uh, have them trained on how to code and how to mix music, how to do all kinds of stuff. I've got so many ideas. So I'm really trying to find out from God, like, like what what's your what's your plan? And uh, a very wise pastor said said uh, Renata and I uh, at Calvary a long time ago, uh, just find out what God's doing and join Him. And so that's what we're interested in. We just want to join in with what what God wants to do, because that's worked so far. <laughs> Thank you. Any what, any prayer requests for that we can take this morning? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we are we are there, but we have 37 people on staff. They're all Malawians. They're all trained for their various jobs. Uh, they've they are the true heroes. These are the, these are maybe they're a school teacher, but they're also a pastor and a social worker working with these families in extreme poverty and helping them uh, navigate all of their challenges. And so uh, remember them, please, in your prayers. Uh, and then also, as leaders, Renata and I need wisdom. To We're always just trying to put the right people in the right places on the bus that God's driving. We're sort of like the, the conductor going up and down checking tickets. And so I uh, just pray for us for God's wisdom, also for protection and safety. There are some, it's not always safe in Malawi. Three of us have had malaria, and that was about the worst thing I've ever faced, and uh, and and so we've also had a few times where you know robbers have entered the compound, things like that, and so we just need safety. And when you pray for us, you make our our ministry more impactful and our lives safer. And so we we love our prayer support team. We can't do it without you. Wow! Praise the Lord. Who's gonna pray for the well, Walton family, put up your hands. Just remember, let's pray. Jeff and Renata and the children, well, um, we're honored to have you here. We're honored to be part of your uh, home base support team in different ways, and we're going to be remembering you. And thank you for coming and joining us today. We got one more service to do. And but would you stretch your hands out toward Jeff this morning? And we're just going to pray blessing upon he and Renata and the family. So Heavenly Father. For the ministry that they're a part of right now, we just intercede for them, for the challenges, for the, for the many situations and circumstances of real lives coming into their midst, children that need a touch from God, children that need some food to survive. We pray, Lord, that you would open up the floodgates of heaven over VOH right now, Village of Hope. I pray, Lord, that there would be supernatural provision coming from 
just across the globe and that you would not forsake this location, Lord, and you haven't, and, but you would continue to shine your face upon it and bring abundance and favor. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the service that Jeff and Renata are doing. Thank you for their sacrifice and their willingness to go to the ends of the earth to bring the word of God. Lord, we're privileged to have him here this morning, and we, we thank you for sending them to us, Lord. And may some of his words challenge hearts right here. Maybe there's new missionaries and mission workers and global workers that are feeling a tug in their heart. And may Jeff today serve as an example and a model that anybody called of God can step in to do great things. Lord, so we commit him and his family into your precious hands again. In Jesus' name. And everybody would say? Everybody say? Amen. Amen. You're listening to Maple View Community Church Podcast. Mm-hmm.